The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us for Leadership Matters. Today we're going to be talking about managing performance and achieving results. With us today to help us have this conversation, we have Jenny Fermer, the Associate Director of Alfred Jewish Family and Children's Services from West Palm Beach, Florida. Jenny, thank you for joining us. Pleasure. And then also with us is our Associate Producer, Valerie Wright, and Director of Organization Development here at the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Valerie, thank you also for joining us. Thank you, Dr. G. Yes. And then later in the show, we have two fabulous guests that participated in our forum yesterday, our uh, talk leadership forum, and they're going to come in and kind of bring some of their insights and thoughts from the forum, and they'll join us in the second segment. That will be Sandy Robertson, our benefits manager, and Tina, I'm going to probably say Tina's last name wrong, Isbell, Valerie, is that right? Asbell. Asbell. Thank you, Asbell who is our Interim Human Resources Manager here at the Neighborhood House in San Diego. So we'll look forward to having Sandy and Tina uh, join us for the conversation a little later on in our broadcast. To begin, Valerie and Jenny, can I have you just share a little bit about yourselves, and, um, and then we'll kind of move forward into our topic. Who'd like to go first? Go ahead, Valerie. You. I'm sorry, did you tell me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Um, well, I am currently the Director of Organization Development here at Neighborhood House Association. Uh, I have about 20, over 20 years of experience in nonprofit management and consulting, as well as community development. Um, I've spent probably the past 20 years working um, in building capacity of nonprofit organization and coaching for um, mostly small uh, nonprofits, uh, executive directors of small nonprofits uh, have a bachelor's in journalism, uh, concentration in public relations, background, uh, master's in organization development, and uh, recently became a board-certified coach um, and just involved in community uh, change and development. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on the line, Valerie. Thank you. Jenny, how about a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I am the Associate Executive Director at Elpert Jewish Family and Children's Service. I've been here, believe it or not, 25 years, hard to believe. Um, and we are a not-for-profit um, multi-social service agency providing services across the lifespan. 
Um, I have a lot of, I guess, experience working with older adults and also in building capacity within the organization. When I started, we were five professional staff. 25 years ago, we're now almost 200 and have a budget of 9.5 million. When I started, we had a budget of 300,000. Wow. Um, growth. So we have seen a lot of growth and uh, really uh, appreciate being here. And I always learn when I'm on your show, Dr. G, so thank you. Yes, thank you. I always learn from you and from our guests um, each broadcast. So with this wonderful topic, um, you know, I, we are used to saying the term and using the term managing performance. I don't know that that's the best terminology. I really like uh, Doug Walker's thought from AHA Performance when he um, talks about the idea of managing results. And I really like to think of it as an inspiring uh, performance, really being what we might say this topic is all about, and, and then developing the relationships and harnessing the energy and the resources to get those desired results. Um, Jenny and Valerie, what's your thinking about managing performance and achieving results? What do you think it's all about? Jenny, why don't we have you go first? Mm-hmm. Well, when I think about um, really managing performance, I, I think of, I cannot help but think of human capital because what we really are trying to do ultimately, those of us who are in the nonprofit sector or public sector, are really um, delivering service. And so for me, it's all about who are we delivering service and it really impacts for me at the at the point of contact where we're talking about knowledge and we're talking about human capital and so what brings that with that all of the issues and dynamics of relationships um, issues of trust within organizations um, but it really the essence to all of this is communication and how we communicate within culture within the organization Wonderful. Love that, Jenny. And your thoughts, Valerie? Yes. Um, I agree with what Jenny said. I would frame it um, in this way. It's about um, having a good process for how you develop and support employees in achieving results and how you help them have um, an effective level of productivity for the organization as well as um, it's about building human capital, not evaluating performance, not um, giving uh, performance reviews, but it's about building the um, capacity of individuals to contribute to the overall success of the organization. So it's about focusing in on and building the individual so that the whole of the organization then has excellent and outstanding um, performance. I think it's about competency for the individual as well as a team. How do you translate the individual competence into organizational success? How do you take the strategy of the organization and achieve it by um, ensuring that the individuals have the competency, the capacity, and the energy to contribute in a in a impactful and effective way. Great. I love that. And I think that dovetails very nicely with regards to what Jeannie was saying because Mm -hmm. as the organization is successful, we're only successful when we've achieved whatever outcome we're trying to or whatever impact we're trying to have for our customers and the communities that we're serving. Right. So definitely dovetails very nicely together. Uh, When you think about um, what's essential for being able to effectively achieve results, 
and working through others. What comes to mind, Jenny, with regards to what being essential to make that happen? I think it's really about having the right people, you know, good old Jim Collins, but I think it really is about people and having the right people in the right place kind of at the right time for the right reasons. Um, And I also think that as it relates to resources, as not-for-profits, like any for-profit business, we, we only have a limited kind of resource, and that's people, money, and things like buildings. And so um, while we can be in a situation where money becomes an issue or those other resources and equipment buildings become an issue, the thing that we usually can have the, in some ways the greatest impact, in my opinion, relates to talent and how we can develop talent. And um, if we really are able to, as an organization, figure out how to have uh, the right people in, in the right place at the right time for the right reason, then we are probably, as an organization, going to be ultimately most successful. I think one of the challenges, um, and this may be on a, uh, kind of on a side, but I think it's one of those essential components, is that public and nonprofits, generally speaking, tend to not always perceive themselves as businesses. And so we sometimes lose sight of that managing performance as the relationship between people management practices and business performance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's something to definitely uh, kind of ponder and keep in mind as we work in our sectors. I I think more and more we're understanding um, the need to do both. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Valerie, your thoughts on that? I actually ditto Jenny, uh, especially with the right people in the right place. And I would say foundational to what she said is, well, three things, particularly trust, credibility, and communication of the person who's trying to help uh, achieve this through another person. And that is trust is cornerstone of working with people who report to you. Uh, You build a partnership with them and Unless they trust you, the partnership doesn't work. And then it's about your own credibility in terms of consistency and follow-through. People are not – they watch what you do and not so much what you say. So your trust go out the window if you aren't consistent and if you don't follow through and you make commitments that you can't achieve or are not willing to achieve. Uh, And then communication is not just about you telling the employee what you expect, what you want, but hearing what they know, what they see, what they uh, believe can happen, and having them be able to have that communication be two ways, not just one way. And then that it's also about being able to clearly share the vision for what the group is working toward. Um, so that people who have to achieve it get it. You know, we can share a vision, but if people don't get it and connect to it, then they don't really have motivation and inspiration to keep moving the work forward because they don't know what the results are and um, the expectation of the outcome has to be achievable. People have to believe it can happen. Mm -hmm. So I think that undergirds what Jenny said about 
but you still have to have the right people in the right place. You have to have the resources. You have to have talent that you are able to develop to do the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I say given all that, I think all that is essential. And I'm thinking of a performance management system, three mm-hmm. components that I always um, support mm-hmm. um, coaching leaders in is making sure that they're clear on expectations, um, and being clear on expectations, that means they're providing the information and the direction and the inspiration necessary for people to be successful, um, that they figure out a system for monitoring progress to make sure that people are on track with um, accomplishing the things that they've clearly communicated in their expectations, and then that they thirdly foster accountability and that means that there's some follow-up, that there's feedback, there's celebration, there's shaping performance if it's not on track. So if it's on track, celebrate, yay, yay, positive feedback, not on track, then we figure out what needs to happen with regards to getting on track. Um, always starting with coaching, moving to other more um, serious forms of shaping behavior or performance even uh, one might say disciplinary process, progressively if need be. But it starts with, as a manager, have I been clear with what I'm expecting? Am I establishing a system for monitoring that progress and I'm being attentive? And then am I actually providing some accountability as it relates to feedback? Yeah. And, and so, Dr. G, actually, we're going to put a comma right there. Uh, Jenny, when we come back, I'm going to actually pick up right where you are, and we'll have our other guests online. I hear the music telling us we need to go to commercial break. So please stay with us, and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email Dr. G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about the show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You 
are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Thank you for staying with us on Leadership Matters. Today we're having a conversation about managing performance and achieving results. With us today we have Jenny, Jenny Firmer, who's the Associate Director with Alpert Jewish Family and Children's Services in West Palm Beach, Florida. Jenny, is that your correct title? Yes. Okay, great. And then also on the line we have our Associate Producer for Leadership Matters, Valerie Wright. Thank you so much for being on the show, Valerie. My pleasure, Dr. G. And also joining us, we have two of our participants from our Talk Leadership Forum yesterday who are going to share a little bit about that experience as relates to some of the things that um, came up as proven practices and our suggestions. And so that would be no other than our own interim HR manager, uh, Tina Aspell. Hi, Dr. G. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, Tina, for being on. And then also Sandy Roberts. Robert Sun, who is actually our benefits manager. Uh, thank you, Sandy, for being on with us as well. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, um, Sandy, why don't we stay with you and just ask you maybe to share. Oh, you know what? I'm just remembering that before we went to break, Jenny, you had some thoughts that you were going to share. Why don't we back up and invite Jenny to share her thoughts, and then, Sandy, I'll come back to you. Okay. Um, it's mm-hmm. just something that Valerie said in terms of knowledge, and I think that we are knowledge-intense organizations, uh, having qualified staff, and how we manage that knowledge within the organization in relation to the organization's culture. Um, you know, some organizations hoard knowledge, for example. Some share knowledge. Um, and yet knowledge, I think, is, is strategically one of the most important resources we have, and that learning is is that capability that we do or we engage in. Um, so I was just mm-hmm. thinking about that as I was listening to you and Valerie. Good. I, I appreciate that. And that is really the basis for so much. It's <clears throat> As um, supervisors, we are always trying to figure out what does the person know um, with regards to competence and what might they need to know with regards to learning and how do we support them in actually gaining both, and probably just as important, how do we transfer that knowledge as people move about the organization or transition out of the organization so we don't lose that important competence as an organization because that certainly does end up impacting uh, the results we do or don't achieve. So I appreciate your raising that, Jenny. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Sandy. Yes. wanted to just ask you maybe to share a little bit about um, what came up for you during the forum as relates to what were some of the proven practices or suggestions that stood out for you. Well, just sort of echoing what uh, you said earlier, um, one of the things that really stood out was the fact that I need to be clear with my employees and make sure they understand the goal that we're achieving and how to get there. And that was a big help to me in just, you know, thinking over how to get better results, how to get um, managed towards results, the the whole idea of being more clear and results-oriented. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, and I think that um, being clear and being inspiring are um, just so important in our leadership. And 
and actually um, embracing doing these things of setting expectations, monitoring progress, and fostering accountability in a very empowering way that actually um, encourages commitment versus an overpowering way where we simply get compliance. So love that point, Sandy. Thank you. How about yourself, Tina? What stood out for you as it relates to managing performance and achieving results from our talk leadership forum yesterday? Um, the main thing that stood out for me, um, basically in my new position as in-room HR manager, I was really concentrating on when there were performance issues, getting documentation from the supervisor about what those issues were, if you've discussed these issues with the employee. But when we were at the forum, then you kind of taught me the other side of that. What is the supervisor doing to make sure that the employee exceeds in, um, succeeds in their job? So that's something I think will be very helpful moving forward in my new position. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I think it is sometimes um, easy because what supervisors very often hear is document, 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 and then they can sometimes slip into the role of being somewhat of a reporter and um, and maybe reporting what they observe versus re- really also thinking about themselves as a doer and that their role really is to support the employee in being successful. So it's really what am I doing and even documenting that piece, what am I doing to support the person's success? So I appreciate um, your underscoring that piece, Tina. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sandy and Tina, from your own experiences, what have you experienced either from a leader or in being in a leadership position where you feel you or others were really inspired to perform their best. Sandy, why don't we have you go first? Okay. Um, when my um, manager or leader uh, fostered teamwork and brought us together as as a whole, uh, that has always been, and, and identified a common and, and well-identified goal uh, has been one of the things that has helped me going forward to, uh, be more committed to uh, a particular project or theme or, you know, to look towards uh, results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Great. Thank you. How about Tina, yourself? What's inspirational to me is if I have a supervisor that may be working with me and assigns me a task and has the confidence in me that all they have to do is tell me what the end result needs to be and allows me to figure out administratively how to get to that end product mm. and not micromanaging. Mm-hmm. So giving you clarity with regard to the what and then letting you kind of figure out the how. And if you need more guidance, then you're being able to check back in. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Excellent. Uh, Jenny and Valerie, how about yourselves? Any thoughts triggered from what was shared or your own experiences with regards to when you've been inspired to perform your best? Uh, for me, Dr. G, um, I think as a leader, I, I've inspired those working for me to do their best performance when um, I showed trust in their ability, but also allowed them um, to openly and respectfully challenge my ideas to to um, be able to say, well, I think there's a better way and not have to fear me retaliating or publicly putting them down for, you know, say, going against the grain. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, the first time that happened to me was such a growing moment for me because I was 
had come from a kind of corporate, very structured environment where what the director said went. And so to be challenged in that way, in the moment, my first reaction was to, you know, stuff out the dissonance. <laughs> but um, because it was community change, stopped and let that voice be heard, and it opened up the group and um, just challenged the whole way we went about doing our work in community organizing and um, planning. And it, it changed me forever in terms of having a roundtable with employees about, you know, here's what I'm thinking, and then being open to hearing from them and willing then to re-chart um, the course, to divert based on new information. Wonderful. Yeah, I think that um, what you're describing is a very inclusive um, discussion to where it's not an authoritarian-centered, um, I have all the answers and I have all the direction, but really being inclusive and hearing what everyone has to bring to that conversation because with that, we create a much greater understanding of possibilities that can be explored, and that certainly does lead to greater creativity <clears throat> and enhanced performance. Jenny, how about yourself? Additional thoughts? Um, I know that I tend to perform better when I'm really challenged. Um, so I have kind of all over my office these little things that, you know, you've got to walk off a cliff and have faith in you, that you'll grow wings on your way down kind of thing. <laughs> um, you know, think big, anything is possible. I, th I think that being an inspirational, uh, someone who has always responded to... Um, what is being asked of me in terms of someone said it before, you know, this is the outcome that we hope to have. This is the mission of the organization. And then I think it's translated that piece to me as a leader because I find myself in a, as a supervisor um, being very clear about expectations and what it is I hope that someone will come with. And so if you have the right person with the right talent and you're looking to develop them, it's almost this kind of dialogue. We as an organization are not a complicated organization. We're a very complex organization. And within that complexity, we are going to rely on you as the professional to bring your talent, your set of skills, your body of knowledge. And then we don't have a manual for you. Yes, we have policies and procedures, of course. We have SOPs. But we really expect you to bring your sense of professionalism and the best that you can bring to the organization. And if you really buy into our mission and you understand the philosophy by which we practice, then the judgment and who we are as professionals and our focus on making an impact in the community is just all very well aligned. Wonderful. Thank you for that input. I think, Dr. G, I'd like to add to Jenny or um, just plug mm -hmm. into um, a lot of organizations don't have don't create an environment for that kind of creativity, and that's what happened to great talent and why organizations lose it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They do expect people to follow the rules, the policy, and don't think outside the box. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a part of what what happens to performance in terms of people's individual ability to contribute. Right. No, absolutely. I I certainly agree with both of you and Jenny on that. Tina, I want to invite you back in um, to kind of help close out this segment with regards to any final thoughts that you'd like to add as it relates to managing performance and achieving results. Any final thoughts? 
Well, I would just say um, it's really important that a manager make sure that the staff that they're over feel like they're part of the big picture. Um, I believe someone mentioned in inclusion, making sure everyone is aware of um, what is expected of them, what we're working toward, and not just I need you to do A, B, and C, but why I need you to do A, B, and C, and the good that you doing A, B, and C will provide to the community at large, which is who we serve here at this agency. Fabulous. I love that because that can be the inspiring connection. Exactly. Yes. So we're going to uh, take another break, and when we return, we'll continue this conversation. Also have questions from our listening audience, so please stay with us. and We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email Dr. G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment rising to levels not seen since the Great Depression. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Thank you for staying with us on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about managing performance, achieving results, and I'm going to actually turn this over to our associate producer to kind of facilitate us going through and responding to questions that we've received from our listening audience. Valerie. Yes, thank you, Dr. G. Um, we have a question from Ann in Michigan, and that question is, what are some techniques for developing my coaching skills as a manager, and do I need to take some training courses to become a good coach? Um, yeah, I'll, Valerie, we're going to have you respond to that. It's mean that you just got coach certified. Uh, well, thank <laughs> you, Dr. G. <laughs> I thought I was facilitating this. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> thank you. I'll answer 
Yes, I actually did just recently um, become a board-certified coach through Center for Credentialing and Education. However, to respond to Anne, um, as a manager, you don't necessarily have to go through what I went through because my goal was to become an internal coach and become very skilled um, in terms of managers and executives. But uh, if there's an opportunity to sit in a coaching class or uh, read good material on coaching, uh, coaching is really about helping the person who reports to you find answers, not give answers, but in helping them understand how to build and develop themselves. So you're asking questions. Sometimes you're giving advice, but you're asking questions to help them think through and problem solve and come to conclusions, build their own critical thinking skills so that they're able to manage and uh, seek uh, solutions bigger than what they are used to um, coming up with. So as a coach, your job is to have the conversation. Um, in coaching employees, you are, you are looking at what they need and helping them figure out how to get it and supporting them. So to become a good coach really is about having conversations ongoing with your employee, giving them feedback about performance. It's about um, staying consistent with that feedback, whether it's good or whether it may be um, corrective feedback, but being able to have consistent conversations so there are no surprises about how well they're doing. It's about uh, giving good, um, clear expectations, setting objectives, and uh, following that management system that Dr. G talked about in terms of your coaching conversations. Okay, great. Uh, thank you. I'm going to just jump in and add a little bit to that, um, yes. Valerie, with regards to um, I like to think of as a supervisor or as a coach just taking people uh, from where they are to where they want to be in that coaching conversation. And some real key coaching skills is listening, evoking, as Valerie said, with regards to asking questions. I like to think of it as us having a conversation around coulds, what could happen versus what should happen. And so it's really exploring the possibilities. And it's, well, you know, if I'm adding to, it might be what we could do, what do you think? It's clarifying, it's discussing skills, so knowing when to dive a little deeper and then providing support as that person goes through and and uh, takes the risk of sharing their ideas and their thoughts and their feelings with us so that they continue to explore the possibilities as that coach. Um, just kind of my thoughts to that, Valerie. Uh-oh, did we lose you, Valerie? Uh, Jenny, are you still on the line? Yes, I'm here. Okay, great. I think we'll go on, and I think Valerie had sent us a second question. Do you happen to have them in front of you? I actually do. Great. What, what was the second question that was This asked? is from John in California. I hear a lot of conversations about the manager's role in inspiring and mo motivating employees to perform, but what I haven't heard enough of is about how you do it. What does it look like in the workplace on a day-to-day -day basis, and how do you know you're doing it? Great. Jenny, could you respond to that? Sure. Um, I think what what is really interesting is that what may be motivating to me may, in fact, not be motivating to anyone else. And so um, while we really are trying to understand someone's ability, which usually depends on education and experience and training, 
motivation is something that we can, as you said, Dr. G, if we really listen very carefully and try and identify what it is that needs to become for themselves, then we can tap into some of those motivating factors. And so what it looks like in every day is really understanding and talking about. It's about communication. It's about positive reinforcement. Um, It's really having a conversation with someone about expectations. So how are we going to work together? It starts day one. Mm-hmm. of that working relationship. How are we going to work together? How are, what do you need in terms of knowing you're on the right track? Um, what does that conversation look like for you when you're not on the right track? It's, it's that um, partnership that gets developed that in and of itself can be motivating and also inspiring. Mm-hmm. I think of um, how will your needs get satisfied as an employer? I don't mean from an HR perspective. Mm-hmm. I actually mean here, me and you as your supervisor. What kind of goals are you going to be setting for yourself along with the work that you're uh, kind of needing to do to really meet your performance guidelines? Mm-hmm. And right. then being really open. Mm-hmm. So that recipe for the everydayness really depends on, you know, maybe a group of people, but initially two people really sitting down and being open to listening. Um, and from a supervisor's perspective, I think that when you are really open to listening, then you can hear the kinds of things that may in fact motivate. And for me, for us as an organization, I think it always goes back to mission. Mm-hmm. We as an organization exist for X, Y, Z reason. You're here to fulfill that mission. How can we really engage one another and inspire one another to do that? Mm-hmm. Great, and and I want to underscore that piece. I think it ties back to what Tina ended on, and that is really inspiration as leaders. Uh, we, getting to understand and know the person, as you're talking about, Jenny, is is wonderful on that individual level, and on the individual and group level, making sure that we do also what you said regarding the mission and the vision, uh, because when people understand the greater meaning, the significance and the impact that they're having, very often that in and of itself can be very inspiring. So it's not just about being a compliant, but we're being a compliant so that we're providing the best service so that we can actually make sure we continue to be here to serve our families and to be able to continue to employ people, to be able to continue to make a positive difference in the San Diego community or whatever community we're in. So when we can help them think about the vision and the, you know, the um, goal beyond the tactic that they're engaged in, that can very often be inspiring versus just focusing on, okay, do this next and do this without necessarily connecting it to that greater and that bigger picture. I think it's it's the connecting to the greater um, picture, the bigger picture regarding how it's going to make a difference for those we're serving that really can also create, as you were indicating and as Tina was indicating, that sense of inspiration. Valerie, are you back on the line? I am. Thank you, Dr. G, for moving that forward, and I do have additional questions. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I have a question, uh, and it reads, what are the proper protocols to follow if an employee disagrees with his or her supervisor's performance evaluation, especially in the case that other managers and staff recognizes this employee recognize this employee as a person who consistently provides service excellence? Mm-hmm. I think that that's a unique one, Valerie, um, that is 
that probably is um, going to depend upon each um, individual's organization and what's been established as a protocol. I think it's important to follow up and figure out what are the avenues that a person has, be it um, in some organizations where there are labor unions then there may be a labor representative that then they would take that concern to. In our organization, we certainly have our organization development department where they can come to us and we can have a conversation. We have our HR department that they can go to and seek guidance from. And, um, you know, I think labor relations in some organizations may be where people go. Our employee assistance program may also be a place to go in order to help them navigate how to access and use available services within the organization or up that chain of command. But, again, that depends on the culture because we never know what that looks like for an individual. Jenny, your additional thoughts or Sandy? Well, this is Sandy. The the only thing I could recommend would be that um, some companies allow for uh, rebuttals to a performance appraisal that they feel is unfair. And if there are other people in the company where they feel that um, they had a better picture of what this employee was doing, uh, they could ask them to contribute some something. But that would, again, Dr. G, be, you know, the culture of the that particular employer that and, and, you know, how they deal with those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I would add, thinking about it, too, even if it's not a part of policy, procedure, or protocol that the employee could give that response, I would write a memo um, to my supervisor um, expressing where I think they have not um, seen or have a perspective of my performance as I do and outline some of the things that I think may not be taken into account in that performance mm-hmm. review. Now, that may be a risk, depending, mm-hmm. again, on the culture, but sometimes, you know, when you have no recourse, you may want to just yeah. send a mem- mem- mm-hmm. random or, mm-hmm. you know, and that's it for that to be filed with your performance evaluation. Yes. And Dr. Jenny? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dr. G, we actually, as part of our performance evaluation, have a section where employees can make comments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that... Yes, we... Uh, mm-hmm. Excuse me, this is Sandy again. Yes, we, we do too. We have a place where employees can make as, as many comments as they choose. And I would recommend that they put something in writing so that in the future, uh, even though that performance appraisal may not be changed and most likely would not, at least there'd be something in there for, say, a future manager or, um, you know, someone going back in the file uh, that they would see in writing where, you know, you had other ideas about this, how this performance appraisal should have gone. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you, Sandy. And we want to actually end with you on that note, Sandy. Any other thoughts you'd like to add as we transition to our break? Uh, Sandy? Oh, me? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, any, any thoughts as we transition to our break from yourself? Uh, only that we really enjoyed the, the leadership forum yesterday, and I felt like I got a lot out of it. Um, and I, I wanted to echo Tina's idea that, you know, documenting what I'm doing for my employees versus what they're doing wrong, I really liked that idea. And that was a very something I plan to implement immediately. 
wonderful. Thank you so much. We're going to be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. Thank you, Sandy. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network leadership matters is brought to you by innovisions need to improve leadership staff or organization performance contact innovisions today for quality effective and affordable leadership staff and organization development training coaching and consulting services Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email Dr. G at dr.g at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Jenny and Valerie, as we transition to close out today's conversation, any final thoughts from either of you? Um, you know, the thought that I that I always come back to, and, and it may sound like a really um, a, a, a metaphor that we know a lot of, is that you can bring a horse to water and you cannot make it drink, but I actually think when take it to the next level, you cannot make it thirsty. So to me, I think that that people who want to learn, whether it's the supervisor, as the first question was, what do I need to be a better supervisor, to be a better coach, better mentor, or if it's someone who wants to enhance their performance, the the desire has to initially be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think um, what that triggers for me, as I was kind of discussing during the break, I had a... um, forum participant asked me at the end of our session yesterday, well, what do you do if someone just isn't open to, you know, anything you're suggesting and you're trying to coach them, but they're just not going there? And, uh, you know, my conversation with them was, yeah, coaching happens when uh, people agree that um, there's an openness with regards to a shared vision of where you're supporting that person 
going from where they are to where they want to be. If they're closed, then as a supervisor, you have to transition from having a coaching conversation to simply having a performance management conversation that says, clearly, this is what I'm expecting of you. And, um, and moving forward with regards to setting those clear expectations. So then it becomes a different uh, tone, uh, but the conversation still needs to happen. But it's it's from a space of um, expectations, and maybe you've, you're no longer going to be able to um, have a coaching conversation, mm-hmm. but you need to have a clear conversation that sets expectations, that says how you're going to be monitoring progress and where you're providing regular feedback, all mm-hmm. the same. Right. Okay. Um, any other thoughts of, uh, from yourself, Valerie? Any final thoughts? Well, I think that performance is fueled by um, seeing the relationship, the working relationship, as um, a partnership versus boss and employee, and that there, you take time to build trust and confidence, um, and that you see it as working on the same team toward common goals. That's the energy that allows coaching to take place, that allows people to hear, that allow or encourage people to open up and be honest in how um, they deal with issues of the workplace. And I think the other is that you have to have the right person in the right place with the competency or at least the capacity to develop the competency to do the job because you can coach forever, you can encourage, you can motivate, but if the person doesn't have the capacity, as you just said, then it's not going to happen. So I think mm-hmm. having that whole um, energy around partnership and ability to build and or have the capacity. Mm-hmm. love that final thought uh, from you, Valerie, and it kind of just underscores our being um, empowering as leaders and fostering commitment versus being overpowering and driving for compliance. Um, Huge difference. And I think you're absolutely right. As managers, you know, we are always assessing what does a person need from us as relates to direction, if it's a competence issue, and what do they need from us as relates to support, if it's a confidence or motivation issue. And if we're not able to... Um, you know, we assess that it's just not going to happen. We've tried what we can try. Then you don't ever want someone just stuck in the wrong seat on the wrong bus because it's miserable for them and it's miserable for us. And then you do need to have a conversation to transition them either to a better space within the organization or in a safe space and um, soft landing, one may say, outside of uh, that organization. So but treating that process in a very dignified way so that the person has as much support as possible is what we would definitely want to do, always transitioning with compassion. Um, any additional thoughts from yourself, Jenny? Um, I think we really are ultimately, for me, talking about performance cultures yeah. and what we need to do to invest in performance cultures and um, how we create learning opportunities and create an environment of learning and then ultimately developing staff and all the time being guided by core beliefs of, of mm-hmm. why we as an organization exist and how we demonstrate that in terms of performance impact. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, Jenny and Valerie, any references or resources you would um, leave for our audience mm-hmm. to think about? The one that, that I have found really useful and I've actually um, used quite a bit and was a few years ago a wonderful resource for some of the folks that I was working with at the time. It's called How Full Is Your Bucket? Positive Strategies for Work and Life. Mm 
by Tom Rath and Donald Clifton. Okay, great. Uh, the one you mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, Dr. G, AHA Performance, Building and Managing a Self-Motivated Workforce by Douglas Walker. Mm-hmm. And I actually um, took a this was one of the classes I took with my coaching certification. Love the book. It gives you such a different perspective on motivating employees because it's about finding the intrinsic motivation of the employee in terms of inspiring and motivating them to the next level of performance. Wonderful. Very good. And as always, I want to invite um, those in the San Diego area to join us on the fourth Tuesdays of each month for our leadership forums. Uh, we'll send out notices so you can see what the various topics are, and there may be some things of help. And then we also have um, the Executive Leadership Institute with the Alliance for Children and Family Services as another reference that may be something to help support the development of um, leadership skills. Mm-hmm. We'll have the uh, more information coming and becoming available on the advance, so I'll invite you to visit our website at www.innovisions.org for more information on that as well. And the Alliance website is www.alliance1.org to find out more about some of the professional development opportunities that they have. Any other uh, final references from either of you? Well, with that, Valerie, I think you had one last question. We might be able to squeeze it in. Yeah, I do. Um, it's, the question is, do you find that employees who self-reflect and periodically evaluate their own performance tend to produce higher quality results than those who do not? I would say a resounding yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it speaks to the whole issue of self-awareness mm-hmm. um, and this uh, whole notion of that Oprah quotes Maya Angelou, when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. So as you become more self-aware and um where you need growth, where you're strong, then you are able to manage that to greater effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And I think you can also be a better advocate for yourself, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Wonderful. So, um, you know, I think that uh, this has been a great conversation. Yes. Um, wanted to certainly acknowledge and thank Tina and Sandy for joining us, and Jenny and Valerie. Thank you also for your contributions. And to our listening audience and for those who sent in uh, questions, thank you so much for sending in those questions. Keep them coming. And uh, join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.